In brightest day, with blackest glower, no dick joke shall escape our power. Let the Poe face cynic in his tower. Beware the sound, the role-playing hour. Okay, and that's good. Everyone has taken the role-playing hour oath. I don't know why we have to take it every single morning, DM. DM, you didn't go to Clutterbuck's party the other night. We were all there. Who knew Clutterbuck had so many friends? I went. It was good. It sucked having you there, Gordon. Why, Jim? It's a party. The, the lighting is meant to be a bit low, so everyone looks their best, even if they're really, really drunk. No one wants an alien who is essentially a really bright floating light coming up to them at one in the morning and revealing to everyone that they don't look like a young Tyrone Power, but instead they look like a present-day Gary Busey. What do you mean? But I like to be close to people. Let me be closer, Jim. Wom wom. Ew, I never realised how many pimples Jim had. Oh, and all of the hairs growing out of his moles. And J- Jim, did you did you have smallpox as a child? Don't look at me. Don't look at me. No one looks good under bright light. It's all right being a smallpox survivor, Jim. You should embrace the fact that you lived. Your smallpox scarred face gets to look upon another day. I thought the foundation covered that. <laughs> Mm, it's a pity you didn't come, DM. You might have had, well, a nice time. Yes. <laughs> well... You were too afraid to come, weren't you? Too afraid to be seen in public. Well, maybe. Perhaps people would have seen your bald spot and, and your paunch. Don't make fun of the way people appear, Clutterbuck. I sympathise. Aw, oh, but the DM should be happy about his bald spot. It's like... A puppy with mange. And everybody always feels sorry for a puppy with mange. They don't pat it, of course, or dare show it any love or human contact, but they feel sorry for it. And his paunch, well, it's like he's pregnant with his white belly sticking out like that, all pale. It's like he's a pregnant fish waiting to squirt out all his clusters of eggs. And caviar is fish eggs, and everybody loves caviar. Well, Actually, I find it salty and repulsive, but some people like it. Not many people who have tried it, but some. Uh, drunk Russian oligarchs and, and people like that. Yes, well, I've always wanted to find my own perfect drunk Russian oligarch. Hmm. The DM didn't get to hit on any of the young women at my party. Oh, well. Why does everyone assume I would hit on them? Because you would be drunk. And that would bring to the surface your loneliness. And you would realize how sad and empty your life is. And you would crave empty physical companionship. You're turning into a good observer of human behavior, Gordon. Thank you. We might have gone to the same school, DM. But it was reception to year 12. And you are substantially older than me and my primary friendships group. It would have been awkward if you hit on the ladies. I wouldn't hit on the ladies. I would have got drunk. And had fun. But you hit on all the ladies on Facebook. I don't. Well, sometimes, but I have the safety of distance and a computer screen and they can't see my physical repulsiveness. But no, no, no. When, when do I hit on the ladies? My newsfeed from you is a constant stream of you liking girls' bikini photos. Hey, I just do that to be friendly. It would be rude not to. They're putting themselves out there. I don't want them to feel awkward. I want to help boost their confidence and self-esteem. It's a friendly thing to do. I think if they're posting bikini photos, they don't have any problems with confidence or self-esteem, DM. Do you secretly think that if you like the photo, they will see that amidst the 30 other likes and think, hmm, the DM likes me in a bikini. 
Well, I should just go over his house in a bikini then. All my secret desires to sleep with a DM. Now that he has liked my bikini photo, I know I can finally express them. I can move that relationship to the next level. No! I don't think that. <laughs> Unless someone on my friends list who had a bikini photo has told you that. Who told you? Which name? Was it Sarah? Tell me please. Was it Sarah? Was it... Oh, it's Sarah, isn't it? Oh, I hope it's Sarah. Do you have a secret file, DM, that you download and save all those bikini photos in? <laughs> it's not a file, Wendy. Not on a computer. It's a folder. The individual bikini photo is a file. How many files? I alphabetize them so it's not easy to... I mean, none! None! How quickly after opening a chat window to a girl online do you move the conversation to somehow being about her breasts? I would never! Three messages. Really? It was three last time. He's done it in five before, but three is the record. Last time it was, hey, Wendy, with two Ds, because I think he was drunk. Then he wrote, asterisk, Wendy. I mean... That was a typo. And then he said, I didn't mean with two Ds because you're not double D. Although I wouldn't mind feeling them and finding out what size they are. They ear. A typo again. Wendy, that was a joke. I was clearly joking. It's all fun and laughs. Oh, I know. If I thought it was serious, I would have reported you. <coughs> Great. <laughs> Great. So, so I guess since you know it's a joke... Then I can open the next Facebook chat straight away with the continuation of the joke and launch right into, so those almost double Ds of yours, that would totally be warranted. Do you want to go on Facebook right now, Wendy? But you don't have bikini photos up there, do you, Wendy? There was nothing for the DM to like in a sleazy way. I mean, not that it would be your fault if you did have them there. It would be the DM's fault for being a reprobate. But your photos are pretty tame, right? Yeah, but the DM always likes and comments on that one photo where I'm picking strawberries and I'm crouched down next to the bucket and you can almost see your panties. Clutterbuck, you too? What? Well, I, no, I've never seen that photo. Don't know what anyone's talking about. DM next time, don't look at me and say panties. Please uh, don't. I'm, I'm blocking you all. We're just warning you, you know, about... Which photos might be targeted by the really creepy guys out there? So you can know to change the privacy settings to just good friends like you and me and Clutterbuck. Do you have bikini photos under more restrictive privacy settings? Because if you do, we can check those for you and see whether creepy guys are likely to stare at them inappropriately for afternoons on end. You might also, uh, you know, also might want to be careful that, you know, you're about the photo of you in the black dress. What? Why? Well, because... <laughs> Clearly, because someone could turn the contrast up. And then the dress would m almost be see-through. And then they might notice that you're not wearing a bra. Mm, and if they were to do that in Photoshop... Yes. And they might know that you have red nipples. No, Clutterbuck, that's just because the contrast is up. She would have pink or brown. Oh, really? Is there a way of getting the contrast right up so you can actually see the nipples? Then turning just the nipples contrast down so you can, you know, see what the nipples look like naturally? Yeah, red eye reduction. I'll show you later. Oh, thanks, DM. According to human laws, I think both the DM and Clutterbuck are criminals. Hey, that's a point, Alien. You are really bright. You're like a living high contrast. You just want to float, you know, float closer to Wendy a bit? What? But... I'm wearing this tight cotton t-shirt. That's it, Alien. Just a bit closer. Like this? Mm, yes. Now now brighter. Brighter. Womp womp. Ah. You see? Pinky brown. Yes. I see, DM. <laughs> Who needs Facebook? Alien! Guys, this is appalling! Ah, <laughs> see, Wendy? 
in that super bright light, I can see your nose is covered in blackheads. So? So is yours. I can tell when you lean in closer to talk to me and you have some sleep at the edges of both eyes. And is that a faded... Did you have a tatty removed on your neck? Shut up. I thought I loved him. Alien, turn your brightness down. Yes, Wendy. Womp womp. Now, erase the memory of my nipples from the heads of these guys. Aww. But life's small pleasures. Yes, Wendy. Womp womp. Now, I'm going to go put on five bras. Oh, and erase my blackheads. Yes, Wendy. Womp womp. I'm also going to unfriend a few people on Facebook. Hi. I'm Jack. I'm Adrian. And on the radio, we play a couple of sex perverts. Right. (laughs) But we're not like that in real life, are we, Jack? Well, I know you're not, Adrian. But seriously, listeners, there could be a DM and a clutterbuck out there on your Facebook friends list. It's true. There are thousands of them out there. In real life, they look just like me and you, but on Facebook... Right. And it's it's not pretty. It's not pretty, Jack. So... Do any of your Facebook friends exhibit signs of drunken sleazery, prolonged douchebaggery, unprovoked and non-sequitur innuendo attempts, inappropriate and repeated photo liking and commenting? If they do, they could be a Facebook DM and clutterbuck. So you know what to do, ladies. Identify, unfriend, block. That's right. Three simple steps. Identify, unfriend, block. Because anyone should be able to post a picture of them on the jetty where the wind is making their dress flutter up above the knee. Or a picture of them getting caught in the rain. Or a picture of themselves feeding a baby goat at the petting zoo while on one knee. Or a picture of themselves doing a handstand. Or a picture of themselves bending down to pick up a flower. Or a picture of themselves hugging a female friend while they are both wearing shorts. Without fear of objectification. Identify. Identify, Unfriend. Lock. This has been a community service announcement from the Role Playing Hour. Sure glad we don't know anyone like that in, in real life. <laughs> eh, Adrian? <laughs> I'm, I'm sure I am, Jack. This is Jewel State, and I hate the Role Playing Hour because I caught them with a complete Firefly DVD box set betwixt their nethers. Not shiny, guys. Not shiny at all. This is Lance Wings, and I hate the Role Playing Hour because they mostly come out at night. Mostly. So anyway, back to talk about the party. That party was really good, Clutterbuck. You're a good host. I like the cut of your jib. Thanks, Jim. I don't think his jib's so great. What's wrong with my jib? Not so great. Mm, but but look at it, DM. Look at it. Don't wanna. Uh, look at my jib. Look at it. Grab it. Look how good it is. Fine! The cut of your jib is okay. Happy? Where did you go in the end, Gordon? When it got late, I didn't see you. Oh, I was with Roland. See, here he is now. Hi, matey. You partied with Roland? Yes, Roland and I partied hard, which you can no doubt hear from the state of my voice. In fact, we partied so hard I made a pocket dimension, a fold of space inside this one, just so we could continue partying uninterrupted. That is why we disappeared from your sight. Oh. Yes, but in our pocket dimension, we partied for days. Days, mate. Drinking, dancing, with no rest. No rest. After the first 72 hours without sleep, Roland began to hallucinate. 
kept seeing things out of the corner of me. I mate, but they weren't there. After a week of constant partying, Roland became psychotic. I ran down the street of the pocket dimension naked, yelling about how the West Lake Spikies were out to get me, mate. Roland entered a state of frenzy that lasted for approximately 6,000 years. How long were you in that pocket dimension? Inside our universe, we were immune from the ravages of time and the need to eat and drink. As outside our bubble, friends and family died, and their descendants grew, had families of their own, and then disintegrated into dust. For us, there was only the party. We partied hard, mate. Cities rose and fell, empires crumbled, dust, ice and snow covered over human beings' last footprints, and still we partied. The seas of the earth boiled away, the sun swallowed the planets of the solar system, smothering its children like a zealous mother, and still we partied. On distant suns, new life forms crawled from the muck, new intelligences grew triumphant, new geniuses awakened, and soon, too, all their achievements faltered, for the oppressive grasp of entropy spares no one, large or small. Wars were fought on an intergalactic scale, galaxies became graveyards, peace was won at great cost, and it lasted for millennia, heralding a new age of love and kindness, of exploration and understanding, and again, society splintered and wars broke out afresh as if they had never ended and people died in their billions as great spacecraft smashed entire worlds and still we partied smoked a couple of bongs too and one by one the stars went out it was not because of war it was not because of some great accident the stars simply burned up all their fuel. Their great lights flickered and were gone, leaving great swathes of sky filled with nothing but smoldering cinders. When some stars died, they became, in their death throes, colossal black holes, malevolent forces that caused entire galaxies to collide as they drew them slowly and inevitably closer. Once these galaxies were within grasp, however, the black holes crushed them in their vice-like grip, leaving nothing behind. They crushed out the essence and then swallowed the pulp. One species had learned to write music in the very stars themselves, so that entire constellations became luminous concertos, played out over trillions of parsecs and thousands of years. These were silenced and erased when the black holes had their way, and yet the ravenous hungers of the singularities were not sated. And still, Roland and I partied. We partied pretty hard. Incredibly, even the inescapable pull of the black holes seemed to slow. Even their evil energies could not hold sway anymore. Some black holes, still with the strength, found there was nothing left to draw to them. Some black holes vanished with a whimper. Across the universe was a great darkness, interrupted only by the tiniest specks. On some of these specks, life remained. It was feeble. So few heavy elements were left in the universe, and every atom of every cell seemed tired, but still, life persisted. For a trillion years, it persisted. Barely thinking, barely aware, struggling just to exist. The last intelligent life form to die had a single thought. It wondered, who will greet me in the world beyond? 
And then, as it looked up at a black and empty sky, it passed on. Thus, nothing remained in the universe to observe the universe. The universe was unperceived and unable to reflect on itself. The last life of any form to die was a single-celled bacteria in a chunk of ice on a comet that floated through a void. Nothing was around it in 20 trillion light-years in any direction. Frozen, this bacteria had survived for eons, silent, unmoving. But even it, so accustomed to the strangling cold of space, reached its breaking point, for even the coldest of the cold was growing colder. There were almost no stars left to heat the deepest reaches of forever. No lamps guided the way. A few dirty embers remained, but these too petrified. The universe was dead. Life, with all its ingenuity, had not been able to save itself. Entropy had taken over had reached its tendrils into every corner of infinity, and sucked the life and strength and heat from everything. And still, we partied. It was a pretty good party, now that I think of it. All dreams were dead. The universe approached absolute zero. The fires that had powered existence were out, and nothing could ever possibly stoke them. The universe was dead, but its corpse was still rotting. It takes a cosmos a long time to live and longer to die, but a thousand times longer still to decay and crumble away. In silence, unthinking matter awaited true nothingness. It was ten thousand sextillion years since the universe was born, and it took nine times that for the universe to reach absolute heat death. Existence lingered on like the patient of some awful disease in utter darkness and silence. The only matter that remained, after even the black holes had evaporated and protons had decayed where subatomic particles, photons, neutrinos, electrons and positrons whizzed about in utter blackness, in utter cold, but so massive was the void that in ten trillion years, only one particle ever came within a ten trillion miles of another, and still we partied. R remember that dance you did? That was pretty good. Roland and I had spent so long together, such a huge expanse of eternity, that Roland could no longer be considered human. He and I were one. It must be said, beings of pure thought, intertwined like lovers, observing, commiserating, and constantly partying. We raised a glass to the universe. The cosmos, or the void that remained, began to contract for lack of any unifying force. Time itself no longer had any physical properties to which to attach itself, and in its unique and chaotic demise it began to fold in on itself like a flower wilting its head as the sun sets. And still, Roland and I partied, as one hybrid being, dancing ever more crazily, listening to Casey and the Sunshine Band, drinking wild turkey. Finally, in one moment, everything in the cosmos everywhere reached the point of absolute zero. Everything was truly and utterly frozen as the void of the universe rushed back towards its center, a vacuum so strong it wrenched even itself, imploding, collapsing back. Thus the very bones of reality finally cracked and turned to dust. But, in absolute zero, there is no barrier to conductivity. The entirety of the void becomes a giant superconductor, but to conduct what? There was nothing left to transmit, no force left, no impulse, no power. Even the particles needed to create electricity were eons long in their graves. And yet, there was one thing. There was us, in our pocket dimension. 
And as what utterly is became is utterly not, as existence became non-existence, the walls between dimensions cracked and Roland and I were spewed forth into that terrifying and incomprehensible emptiness, that abstract void. We were, of course, torn apart in an instant and undone, and yet, even then, we were partying, Roland and I, bound together like parasite and host, even then, and we were thrust into that collapsing superconductor universe. Existence was ready to conduct one impulse, one challenge across all of space and all of time, across all of the void that remained as every last sub-atom smashed back together. And are not thoughts sparks? Are they not made by electrical patterns in the brain? Are they not something to be... conducted? And Roland, Roland, he had a single thought, a single thought at that moment as the universe smashed back together, as we were utterly destroyed and all that was and had been and could be never was, never is and never will be. He had one thought to be conducted to every when. Yeah, see, we were still partying, right? And I'd just packed me bong. And thus, Roland's single thought spread across time and space was... Oh. I wish I had a light. And so, conducted everywhere, the thought became true, truer than anything. And in one moment, there was light. The universe that had contracted exploded again. Roland had asked for light to be, and light was made to be. Atoms formed from nuclear synthesis within minutes of the greatest explosion there ever was, the explosion of all matter. We were born anew at the very moment of mutual death. Time began again at its very end. From raw energy, matter was formed. Stars coalesced from gas. The fires began afresh. Light was rekindled. The universe again saw its first dawn and had its very first day, and still, yes, and still, and ever, we partied. And for 14 billion more years we partied, as galaxies formed like dewdrops and stars gathered their planets like a deer gathering its fawns. Eyes opened again. Again the universe could perceive itself, and thanks to there being light and warmth, it saw itself, and it thought... This is pretty good, mate. <coughs> I, bet that, <coughs> I bet that's what I thought. And so, we came here again to this very moment, where we have been before, and where we had arrived now, this moment that was utterly new and infinitely old. And we knew the time had come. Turn off the music. Take our coats. Disentangle from one another's essences. The party is over. And so I deposited Roland here, now in the Neverwen, back in front of you. Yeah, mate. Bloody heck. I've been awake for more than a billion trillion times ten thousand sextillion years. Does anyone have a Red Bull? This is Jonathan Frakes, and I hate the role-playing hours so much that whenever I hear it, I want to eject my warp core. This is Robert O'Reilly, and I hate the role-playing hour. I wish their B.O. and inconsistent hygiene would be banished from this world and into the halls of Stolokar. Oh, go suck the big one. <laughs> Imagine you had one hour to flee from your home. Imagine that you lost your grip on your child's hand in a crowd. Imagine a child whose parents are killed. In Central Africa and in various war zones around the Earth and on Earth 2 right now, children are suffering. Their parents are being killed by famine and conflict, and they are being left alone 
as helpless orphans starving and without education or martial arts training. Just think, in the West, these children would grow up to be Batman. The loss of their parents to a terrifying soldier or famine caused by governmental corruption would impel them to devote their family's vast wealth towards fighting crime. Such a child would spend years touring the earth, learning various forms of unarmed combat and detective skills from an array of international experts. These children would return to their home cities and don the mantle of the bat. From then on, they would ceaselessly bring terror to the wicked, leaving night after night from the cave under their house to combat criminals of every form. Yes, in the West, this would happen. But what about for orphans who won't inherit billions? How will they build a Batmobile or pay for a bat rope? They won't even be able to afford to pay a butler. The best they can hope for is to join a circus and to be noticed by a rich westerner and become his sidekick, a sidekick? No one wants to grow up to be a sidekick, so please donate to a child today. See that after the loss of their parents to the forces of injustice, they can afford the education required to turn themselves into the ultimate fighting machines, reaching the pinnacles of physical and mental excellence. Please help an orphaned child grow up to be Batman today. Their parents are already dead, so step one's been taken care of. Donate today and help them with steps two through 26. This has been a message from UNICEF with an S, or the United Nations Superior Education Fund, helping children in need grow up to be Batman since 1939. Such a good party, Clutterbuck. <laughs> so I didn't go to Clutterbuck's party, so what? It was so good. You missed out. I might have had a great time. Maybe you're right. I had a great time. I had a great time. It was a lot of fun. Who knows? Maybe I would have had a great time. Hmm, I can imagine it now. And uh, here is my star guest, the DM. Thanks to my great modesty, that introduction was unnecessary, but humbly I thank you. Thank you. Anyway, as I was saying before, that kind interruption. The cowboy had paper pants, you see. He was wanted for rustling. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, DM, you are so urbane. Yes, sometimes I wonder if I should change my name to Keith Urbane. (laughs) Such wit. I only wish my babies could be conceived from DNA deposited in my uterus that contains such wit. Yes, if only there was... Some way. Oh, DM, before you arrived, the party was good, but now it is truly transcendent. I think we can all agree after your erudite and forceful discussion on which was the best Star Trek captain, we shall never argue the point again. Hear, hear. Bravo. Bravo. Well, you you flatter me. I, I do my best. It's just my keen observational skills, you know, and my uniquely refined taste and genius. I can just pick these things. I don't know why anyone on internet forums would ever disagree with your analysis. Yes, quite. I never understood that either. Oh, DM, I have just noticed your bold spot and your balding scalp. And I have to say, it reminds me of the briskly back of a boar. And everyone knows boars are the sexiest animal. Oh, indeed. Yes, and your paunch, your flabby, jutting out belly, despite the fact that you have unhealthy skinny arms and legs. It might 
not be ideal, but you have the body of a real man, not these fake men with fake abs without heart conditions, not these fake men who won't get early onset type 2 diabetes. Yes, the fact you are so honestly true to yourself and that you are proud of your realistic body image, it turns me on. Please make love to me. Oh, ma'am, maybe... After the party, I still have to discuss with the crowd which was my favourite Doctor Who season. They have to know. And I have important things to say about how Silver Age Superman differs from Modern Age Superman, but about how modern comic writers constantly draw on the Silver Age archetype, creating what I call the Alloy Age. Oh, you can whisper it in my ear while you pound my vagina. Yes. Yes, I suppose I can. (coughs) Wait. Wait, I want to make love to the DM first. Clutterbuck? Yeah, seeing you now in your splendour and your natural social element, dominating the room with your casual grace and witty, witty banter, makes me conscious of a long-held attraction to you I previously kept buried. But I am not ready to handle such confusing urges. I will instead sublimate my desire into a need to impress you and give you your gifts. Please, please, may I buy you an expensive watch? Yes, Clutterbuck, I, I suppose you can. Just put it on my wrist while I'm pounding this nice woman's vagina. Oh, yes. Shall we do it at your place or mine? Um... I have an Aquaman-themed pillowcase and a bedspread. Okay. We'll do it at yours, then. Hmm. (laughs) I bet it would have gone just like that. Yeah, maybe. I don't know if it was that kind of party. It was more like a regular party where... People were drinking, having fun, and engaging in realistic and believable conversations. Yeah, one of those parties. Ah, rustling. Wait, I just got that. You know, DM, it is actually possible for me to see what would have happened if you went to that party. What? How? Well, I can shift between alternate dimensions. Every time you make a choice, a new universe is created in which you made an alternate choice. In theory, there is a universe out there where you did actually choose to go to the party. In fact, I could borrow through dimensions and open a window which will allow us all to see exactly what would have happened had you gone to that party. Oh, great. Well, go ahead, disembodied alien intelligence. Very well. Wom wom. I hate you all. I've been sitting in this corner for the last three hours, drinking alone, judging you all. I judged you. I judged you. I especially judged you. Who is this guy? I don't know. I think he's someone's dad. You think you're so good with your, with your friends? Well, it's all fake. I know it is. I sat in my corner and I saw the fakeness. And I judged it! Clutterbuck, is that your uncle? He looks pretty drunk. Maybe it's past his bedtime. I know, I know all, all your secrets. I know how fake you are. I know, I, be, I know because I'm lonely. <gasps> yes! You think you're all so beautiful, but you'll be ugly one day. Not as ugly as me, perhaps, but uglier than you are now, at least. I guarantee it! And you think everyone, everyone wants to talk to you at this party, huh? And that you're so good. Well, I don't want to talk to you. No, I don't because I don't like you. Because you're all stuck up. Give me that shot of gin. That's right. Should someone call a taxi for this guy? I hate you all. 
You're only interested in the surface and emptiness. And hey, hey, baby, hey, you're looking good. You look like a tit ninja. Like a ninja who trained in the art of tits. Ew, get away from me. Wait, wait, I, I have to go to the toilet. But when I come back, uh, I'm going to judge you some more. Oh, look, I, I didn't do up my fly from last time. Well, it makes it easier this time anyway. And these drops of water in my shoes are from the hand basin? The hand basin! Oh, I feel kinda... Ew, Clutterbuck, I need to go to the toilet, but there's some old guy lying in there. I don't want to touch him because he looks like a cancer patient. Maybe he was vomiting because of the chemo. Yeah, that's alright. Just just, just go over him. He's too passed out to notice anything or, or to remember if he does. Uh, I, don't want, I don't want him to move because I think he'll throw up more if I do. But there's vomit all over one of the walls now. I really need to go. Well, if you can just ignore it for the moment, I'll, I'll mop the walls after you're done. I guess I can ignore it once. Thanks. I'll just crouch above the seat so I don't touch any of the vomit while I tinkle. <laughs> Some of it splashed over the edge of the scene onto him. Oh well, he doesn't notice. <coughs> Squee! Hey Tammy, you're here! Hey, you! DM, DM, do you, want, do you want me to move you? DM, you're sleeping on the toilet floor. <coughs> DM? <coughs> <laughs> I feel so sick. So sick. I think I'm gonna die from alcohol. Okay, I'll just leave you here. I wanna marry the tit ninja, but she'll never marry me because I'm too ugly. Listeners, if you could change one thing in your life, one past action or mistake, what would it be? Call in now and tell us an eight three one three five thousand. You're listening to Clutterbuck, the disembodied alien intelligence. Jim, Wendy, and the DM here on the Role Playing Hour on Radio Adelaide one one point five FM, digital radio, and online. You can find us and message us on our Facebook wall at www.facebook.com/slash the Role Playing Hour. Our old episodes can be found at our WordPress site at the Role Playing Hour WordPress.com. And more recent episodes at the Radio Adelaide website itself. But right now, call in on 83135000 or write on our Facebook wall and tell us what past mistake or life choice you would change if you could. Hey, it's me, Adrian, again. And it's me, Jack. Ladies, do you have to deal with drunken sleazebags coming up to you at parties and making suggestive comments or asking whether you are a tit ninja? Do they imply that your tits have studied the art of ninjutsu, perhaps at a faraway Shaolin temple? Or perhaps they say your tits are samurai, or some other form of highly trained medieval oriental assassin. You don't have to put up with this. You have rights. Say no to tit ninjaism. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's right. Say no. Call the drunken guy out. Make sure he knows that what he's doing is inappropriate. Make sure his friends know. And guys, think about it. Should you let your friends behave in such a manner, hurting the feelings of others? Don't let your mates get away with murder. Call them up on such behavior yourself. 
Hmm. If a lady's memory glands are masters of stealth, disguise, and infiltration, she has a right to share that information when and how she pleases. In a respectful situation between consenting adults. That's right, Jack. So if you see anyone behaving like the DM at a party, call them out. If your mate is being a DM, call him out. Make him know that sort of behavior is not on. Mates, don't let mates hurt others or call them tit ninjas. A lady may or may not be a tit ninja, but frankly, why is that any business of yours? Yes, perhaps her tit studied ninjutsu for health reasons. Ninjutsu is very athletic. This has been a community service announcement from the Role Playing Hour. I'm sure glad I'm not a DM at parties in real life, aren't you, Jack? <laughs> yes, me too. I'm sure glad you aren't, Adrian. <laughs> <laughs> this is Patricia Quinn, and I hate role-playing R because I was nice, and I asked for nothing, and those bastards gave me nothing in abundance. This is John Reese davis I hate the role-playing R because they tossed a dwarf. Okay, so we don't have that much time. We better get through things quickly. Let's see. Ben on the Facebook wall says, Life changes I would change if I could. I would, one, actually focus during year 12. Mm. I would, two, not chase all those heartbreakers. Mm. Damn them all. Three, I would have started listening to this show earlier last year. And finally, mm. I would not have let my true love leave to America. Oh, oh, oh you could go to America. A heartbreaker mm. and true love's gone. That's tragic. You could you could have like run through the airport. They allowed that kind of thing. They would like jump the security fence and run through. As airport. long as there's emotion involved. Yeah, 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 yeah. Although personally, if he'd started listening to the show earlier, they probably would have left earlier. <laughs> yeah, yeah they, this would have inspired him. They would have left. Yes, but he might have been inspired to leave the country as well. Joanna says, "I would get my hour back." <laughs> Shots fired. You're fired. <laughs> there we go. So uh, we're sorry to hear. About that tragedy, Ben. Um, <laughs> and all those heartbreakers. Uh, anyone here a heartbreaker? Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even need to think about it for a second. <laughs> no one's ever let me near a heart, so I'm not sure how I how I handle them. <laughs> Am I rough? Am I smooth? Am I oh so gentle? You're a heart virgin. Yes. Mm. I hear the aorta is very wet and soft and warm. I don't know. Yeah, you probably shouldn't be near hearts. No. No. I could buy an ox heart from the butchers. You could. Mm. Tasty. Oh, yes, to eat, <laughs> of course. <clears throat> Have you considered subscribing to Radio Adelaide? You should, because yes. they're not only diverse, they're brave, they're great. They've had us on for nearly 10 years. Very who brave. Who else very, has been brave, brave enough to do that? Yes. They deserve kudos, and they've got us, and then <clears> the, the Persian radio beforehand, the Zap, that's, that's diversity, a lot of different things. And a lot of guts. Video games and Persian music. And they also the things, different days, science shows. Yeah, yeah. They rely, they're a community-funded show, so they rely on support from the community, and that means people like you. How can you support? Because you don't support us. You support the people who put us in the air. Yes. They're the ones who need the support. So yes. you subscribe. If you want to support us, support Radio Adelaide. $75 standard, $40 concession. You subscribe for a whole year then. You get a magazine sent out to you with a program guide and things like that. Mm -hmm. To subscribe, well, I'll tell you about the prize first. You can win a prize this month. You can win your choice of beautifully handmade pure woolen rugs and runners imported directly from Iran, Afghanistan, and Pakistan. That's where the good rugs come from, to the value of $600. Unfortunately, it's not a hair rug. Otherwise, I'd be entering right now. What's a, off what's to the a, shop. Like a runner, so like you could actually get people to run messages for you. That'd be pretty know. cool. I don't yes, know what a but runner they're made is. of wool. Ah, a wool runner. A wool runner. 
it's it's like a long skinny rug. It was really sad. It was really sad when Wool Runner was killed at the end of that Gallipoli movie. Yeah. <laughs> It's really sad. <laughs> to subscribe, 8313-5000 uh, during oh, business man. hours or go to the website, look for the link to subscribe. And, um, yeah, you get the good feeling that you supported and you go into the draw, which is always rugs. handy. Rugs, rugs, rugs. Anyone have anything it's to add? shelves. Do you have any advice for poor... You're our, you can be our uh, agony aunt, uh, Wendy. Do you have any advice for poor Ben? He's following heartbreakers. His loves are running off to America. Oh, I don't know. I think you should just go to America. Like, just take a chance. You know, you never know when you never. You, you might never find love again. I'm no. You don't want to die alone. I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> usually, no. But like, seriously, this is the age where you find love. So if you found mm. it, you're probably not going to find it again. I'm just saying. <laughs> she has a point, Ben. Oh. She has a point. <clears throat> mm. My name is Freddie Williams the second, and I hate the role playing hour because they turn me into a juvenile delinquent. This is K9 reporting, Master. You sent me to study the FM band radio program known as the Role Playing Hour and determine whether it is in need of cancellation. The answer is... Affirmative. I'm sure there must be some reality where me going to the party isn't completely terrible. Oh, there is. Yes? Yes, in one reality you get drunk and run into the road. You are hit by a car and fatally injured. The paramedic who accompanies you in the ambulance turns out to be the love of Jim's life. The paramedic comforts Jim when you pass away, and Jim and the paramedic spend many, many happy, fruitful decades together. That sounds great. Let's go to that reality. No, that reality sucks. No, that sounds wonderful, DM. Don't be selfish. No, there must be some reality where I I went to the party and told a joke that somebody laughed at or something good happened. Well... Yes, yes. There is one reality in which you are actually a nice person. Really? I find that hard to believe. No, but, I mean, you are completely different, so in effect it's not really you. I'm not sure that it really counts. Everything is so changed that the life of that individual is not something we can really compare to the man standing before us. Oh, no, I I don't care. Show me, show me. (sighs) Very well. But first, some key background information. Do you remember, DM, that many years ago when you were in high school and Clutterbuck was a little five-year-old boy on his first day at reception and you jokingly put your foot out as if to trip him down the stairs? Of course, I wanted to impress some friends. You didn't have any friends. Fine, I wanted to impress some people and make them my friends. Anyway, I chickened out and pulled my foot back at the last minute. It was a non-event. In this alternate universe, things turned out differently. Observe! Hey guys, look at this. I'm going to trip this little jerky reception kid. (laughs) Ha ha ha. Ah, my first day at school. So much wonder and I have my lucky plastic duckling. Who's that old balding kid with the acne holding his foot out? He knows, some jerk. Oh, I was just kidding, guys. I'll, I'll pull my foot back and... Oh, no, my leg is asleep. My leg is asleep. Can't pull it back. Pins and needles. So bad. La-di-da, now to go down these stairs. I can count. How many flights? One, two, three, four, seven. No, no, must pull foot back. Must. Oh, no, someone is making me fall over. Why are people so mean? Mummy and Daddy have loved me every day of my life since I was born and never gave me the idea that people outside the house might treat me with cruelty. No! (laughs) 
Clutterbuck received massive injuries from his fall and went into a coma. Filled with remorse, DM, you confessed your crime. You were sent to juvenile detention where you worked every day to make up for what you had done, vowing to become a better person. You would do it, you said, for Clutterbuck. Many years later, Clutterbuck finally emerged from his coma and, that week, or this past Saturday in an alternate universe, a party was held to celebrate Clutterbuck's recovery. Cool. Sounds rad. Let's see that universe. Wom wom. Hello, friends. Hello. DM, thank you for helping clear that graffiti off my fence the other day. Wendy, it was the least I could do to help atone for the lifelong guilt I hold in my heart. And DM, thanks for helping me plant those trees. They will really make things nicer for the residents at the nursing home. Of course, the current batch of residents won't live to see the trees reach tree size, but it will be nice for those in future. Again, I do what I can to help my fellow human beings. I can't believe someone as nice as you spent time in juvenile detention. I do not regret my time there. It was well-deserved. I should perhaps have been there longer for what can never make up for what I've done, but it was there that I learned to be a man. Hello. Do I know any of you old people? Poor Clutterbuck. Just woken up and still has the mind of a five-year-old. Where's my lucky plastic duckling? Look how fat he is. From almost two decades in a coma. Terrible. Just terrible. Yes, and I stole those two decades from him. I am truly, truly an awful person. And I wear a hair shirt to remind myself every day. Aw, how very noble. Thank you. Where is... where is my mummy? Ah, Clutterbuck, your mummy died of grief while you were in a coma. She's in a pauper's grave, and your daddy is now an alcoholic. He lives in Thailand and runs an underage brothel. But don't worry about that, Clutterbuck. You're out of your coma now. Look forward to the future. Summer is coming up. You've got a lot of work to do to get rid of all that coma flab if you want to have a beach body. I've just started exercising myself so I can get my bikini body back. And will you be posting those bikini pictures on Facebook? Yes, I may, but only with very particular privacy settings. What? What's Facebook? I went to the beach the other day, but it was only to clean oil slick off some stranded puffins. It was not warm, of course, but we had warm clothing and galoshes so we could scrub through the night. So selfless. I ate puffin once. It was at a restaurant in Sweden. Tasted like... I don't even really remember. I, of course, do not eat meat. I've stolen enough from the lives of the living already. Did I? Did I miss any days of school? Mummy will be so angry. DM, perhaps it is the wine at this coma wake-up party talking, but you're so selfless, so noble, even though you have such a hideously ugly body with all the traits possible in a man that causes women to turn away in utter disgust and aberrance, that balding head, that ugly face, that slacking paunch that looks like an overfull white balloon filled with used nappies. There is just something so good in you that shines out despite your completely unappealing eyes. There is nothing good in me, Wendy. I'm a man who has hurt others, and therefore I'm no man at all. No, DM. I find myself strangely attracted to you, strangely wanting to make love to you, in spite of myself. Hmm. 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 (laughs) Would you like to go on Facebook? Sure. Can you change the privacy settings so I can see your bikini pictures? Of course. That calendar's wrong! 
It says 2013, but it's only 1995. I know because I can count. There, there, Clutterbuck. Don't overexert yourself. Every part of your body is atrophied due to so many years in a coma. You already have fat in your liver and 14 types of diabetes. Doctors say that if you overexert yourself at all, you could die. But, but. Shh. Just go to sleep. That's it. Sleep is the best thing for you right now. You're so fragile. Sleep. Sleep for many more years. I'm so confused. Sleep. It's better than dying. I want mummy to kiss me goodnight. Shh, that will only happen in your pathetic hallucinations. Mummy. That universe sounds totally fine. And did I get to see the bikini pictures? Uh, I believe you did. Oh, great. And did I wank? I mean, and did Wendy wank too? Was it mutual? You wanked. And Wendy typed that she was, but she wasn't really wanking. She'd sobered up, you see, and had an emotional crisis because she knew she could do so much better than you. And she just continued the Facebook conversation out of guilt. But you believed she was wanking. That sounds great. At least one of us was satisfied. Oh, that cheers my heart. Somewhere out there in all the universes, one of me is doing good. Good work! You can do it, DM. I think I might call my mum and tell her I love her. I think I might have a shower and cry. Way to go, DM. He's a little DM that could. He did better than all of me. I wish there was some way I could send him a postcard between dimensions. All right, I got some popcorn. Now, alien, show me the dimension with me and the paramedic. I can show you the moment you and he fell in love. Later, when the laws in this country are made more humane. The two of you marry. Oh, great. Forget the falling in love. Just skip to the honeymoon. Very well. Wom wom.